relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. So I tell, I tell, you know, I open this place in Woodland Hills. Um, people are selling hundred dollar eights. And uh, so I start doing $65 eights. Uh, I get really busy very quick. Um, funny story about New Jersey weed man, Ed Fortune. <laughs> brought him out to sell. I brought him out to, to, to the store and said, hey, you know, you should come out, check it out, what I'm doing. Um, he comes out. The first two, three days, he becomes the most popular bud tender I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, there's like there's like a hot chick next to him and there's like dudes lining up to see him. I'm like, wait, this doesn't make sense, you know. Um, but I'm like, well, maybe he's that popular, right? He's a good dude, you know, blah, 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 right? I get a call the second, maybe the end of the second day he's there. And he's been serving people this whole time. And uh, it's from one of my patients, a guy named Keith. He's like, Patrick, I love you, brother. I love you too. <laughs> he said, I got to tell you, man, your boy back there, Ed. I said, what about him? He said, he's fucking up, man. He's given seven grams for an eighth. <laughs> and I had everything in big jars, you know, like. <laughs> like a- what? Huh? This is New Jersey weed man. I'm like, weed man is given seven grams for an eighth. I'm like impossible. And I go back, he's got the long line in front of him. The other two bud tenders are sitting there like with the flabbergasted. I said, weed man, how much does an eighth weigh? And he looks at me, he goes, seven grams? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. We just laughed. I mean, I, laughed. I lost probably grand, 20 grand. <laughs> and uh, we laughed a little bit about it. And uh so I, I had this store, and uh, then I opened up a, a bunch of them. I opened up seven different dispensaries in Los Angeles over the next several years. Some of them got shut down. I've been rated. I was rated by the DEA at least three times, really six times, if you if you count the times I wasn't in the stores that I owned, and they were coming looking for me. Um, What's being rated by the DEA like? Well, it's lovely. Um, <laughs> No. I'll give you an example. So here, here the, fir- the, the, the first time where I was in the store was a place called West Valley Co-op. I had just, uh, the, the, the store before my, the, the, the I, op- I actually came as a partner at West Valley Co-op. The store prior to that, the DEA shut down. They had owed me a bunch of money. I kind of sold the place. They owed me money. I came back, opened the place back up. DEA's like, nah, that ain't happening. Um, so I moved. I came to this other place. Announced, hey, I'm here now, you know, like a fucking idiot. And uh, and and they told us we weren't allowed to open up doctor's offices in the same building as a dispensary. And I'm like, well, who's telling people this? Is there some sort of a, a fucking like 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 uh, th- there's some sort of swami? Like like there's nobody telling us this bullshit. So. I decided to open up a doctor's office, the first doctor's office in the same building as a dispensary. So we could do the recommendations, go to dispensary, right? And yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that was a good idea, right? That's a good idea. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, 
And the especially third- and also, can I just say to interrupt again? But honestly, this is part two of your episode. I don't know if you're aware of this, but <laughs> this is part two. We're doing a part one, and you're getting two weeks because maybe three or four. We don't know where <laughs> this is going. You're fucking yeah. awesome. Them and i love it um i don't even but, know if he's hit his 30s yet if we're being i know that's what i'm saying like i, I was <laughs> like i don't even know how old this dude actually is so it's awesome and everything's wonderful but this is what we were talking about the other week of like around i think no this is bef- even before they had the what i was telling the story last week about how i got my card i lived in seattle still but I was visiting LA and got a card on what the year. Uh, shit. Now that I'm thinking it was probably 2007 or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Venice at beach. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was in Venice. And my friend who had lived there a year and a half was like beside himself. Cause like, I have this very similar outlook that you do about life where it's like, I think if that we just ask, and then they'll if they they'll say no, and then we'll figure out like what the rules are after that. But and then I walked in there, and then I just knew my other friend's address, and he's a huge pothead. So I was like, he will not care. He will think this is funny. And then they were just like, sure, awesome, get in here. But I did always wonder because of how clear this is just some kind of weird step that doesn't matter. And everyone was worried about, like, I don't want to be on a list. I was like, listen, I've been arrested several times. I'm on several lists. I do not. And I just told people, I was like, you're already on list. Everyone's on list. It just doesn't matter. This is a cool list to be on. But that was in my head right after I walked out, because they did tell me where I could walk around in Venice to go. And I figured there's some kind of exchange happening there, like business exchange. Well, there, but, there, was, there was some dispensaries on, on Venice, but, but they closed them pretty quickly in early 2007. Yes. No, there was just one and it wasn't on the boardwalk. It was like around and it's not, it was nice. I remember thinking like to this day, it was like the way it was set up. I did a lot and then it went away real quick. Of course. No, because every time I go down there, I look and it's not there anymore because it bumps like me out. a yard area where you're allowed to like smoke pot too? Yes. There's yeah, like so a courtyard was, area, right? Yeah. yeah. So, that, so, so that was a yeah. Yo, so, so, so you want you want to talk about a crazy fucking story, bro? <laughs> so, I do. So the guy who owned that, his name is Jeff Joseph. In 2007, 2007 or 2008, he he was he was raided a bunch of times by the DEA, and um, he's probably the second most rated man in LA, other than me, and. Um, mm-hmm. So we knew each other, you know, pretty well. A lot, a lot of how we knew each other was, this is a, this is the craziest fucking story you might ever fucking hear, by the way. Because you can look it up right now. If you looked up Jeff Joseph missing, you'll see that his family members are still looking for Jeff. So I've just talked about Les that was murdered. So. Right. I don't know why I didn't believe that this was going to be the craziest story, but then you already <laughs> did. But I did. So, and then- well, I'm just saying in a sense of what I'm about to get into. So, so what happened was, Jesus, how do I forget where I'm going with this? What am I telling you again? The Venice dude. Jeff he got rated. He was second on the so, rate. So, so, so I'm, I'm at my, I had a dispensary in, in, in Sherman Oaks. 
Okay. Called, it was called the 101 Emerald Triangle Ministry. I named it 101 because it was on 101, Highway 101. Yeah. Which extended from Los Angeles all the way up into Emerald Triangle. But more importantly, the number one and zero with the algorithm would come first in any search engine. So if I go on any type of weed search engines, I'd be first. You understand? Triple uh, A plumbing over here. I love it. <laughs> I mean, exactly. So, so, uh, so I opened this place. I was in, in, in uh, Sherman Oaks. A lot of shit happened, let's just say. But uh, one of the, the craziest things that happened was I get a call one day. Jeff Joseph from the dispensary you were at in Venice. One of the coolest places ever, by the way. They did yes. get there. Yeah, like fucking awesome. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Like every time I anytime I'm still in Venice. Yeah, I mean that that place that place was was the epitome of what it should be, you know. Yes, so, uh, I got chills thinking about it. You're, I totally I've, I've yeah. said this to people for years. I'm like, man, there's this yeah. place in Venice that like, was like, perfect. Like, remember I said like what happened in San Francisco, and then what was happening in Los Angeles. Well, what was happening at Jeff's place was like what was happening in San Francisco. Yes, yes. So Jeff calls me one day. I had hardly ever spoken to him on the phone. Um. His sister Vicky is looking for him constantly, and I tried to help her find him. And um, he calls me, says, uh, Pat, have you seen Eli lately? Elijah. Elijah was a vendor. He used to bring a bunch of different herbs, you know? Like, I'm like, no, I ain't seen him in like a couple of weeks. Why, you know? Oh, I don't know. Like, just trying to figure out, you know, I haven't seen him, you know, just trying to, trying to link up with him. But the way he said it to me it was like really weird. <clears throat> and I'm, a computer, uh, I mean, I don't know what you'd call me, but I can find anything. Like, I can find anything about people. Like, you never want to fuck with me. Like, I am the baddest computer researcher there is. Like, you didn't have to say that. I already kind of knew. Yeah, so, um, so I typed in a search. I typed in Elijah, California, missing. And fucking came right up. These people are looking for him. He's missing. This is a guy I've known for months, for probably two years, who I love, who's one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met. No joke. Can play the djembe drum like nobody's business. Can, um, I mean, beautiful human being, like just just everything about him. I was going to name my son his, his name. It's a good name. It's a good Elijah, name. Right? Yeah. And... Um, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, why the fuck did Jeff just call me about Elijah when he's online missing? Like, that's fucked up. Like, I didn't feel good about that. You know, like, I didn't fuck, I didn't do nothing about that. I, nothing I did to Elijah. Let's go back a couple, like about two months before that. Elijah had been bringing me things from up north. I was in Los Angeles. I had several places. At this point, I think I had like three places open in Los Angeles. One of them was in Silver Lake. It was called Liberty Bell Temple. It was a church and a dispensary. So all my places were churches and dispensaries because the First Amendment yeah. churches. And like I, you learned at the Liberty Bell. Yeah, you learned some. Yeah, there's some tricks to be uh, some founding father tricks. Uh <laughs> Zingo, bingo, bango. Can I so, ask real quick? Yeah. At this time, just just a logistical question because I'm always curious about this. Like, so even at that time, most of most everything was still coming from the north. There were there weren't warehouse 
all that shit yet. Okay. Like 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 oh oh seven and oh seven oh eight. There was so much in Los Angeles. It was it was a flood. Yeah. Was a flood okay. Of pot. Yeah. But it was great pot. Yeah, like, it was. No, I yeah, yeah it, it really was. was. A great pot, like. Yeah. Um. But at this point, Jeff calls me. Elijah goes missing. A couple months before that, Elijah and I at my place in Silver Lake, and um, I had a really I had a dispensary. Thomas came to this place. He, you know, he that was the place where he came. My dispensary was in front, and behind it was my house. My house was pimp as fuck. <laughs> I had fucking, you know, a sauna of the day. Like, I mean, just like really this is a great life, you know. Like I could walk to work in my two seconds I'm at work, you know. And um Elijah was there with me. <clears throat> and he says, you know, Pat, I know you know a lot of people up north. I said, Yeah what's the point you know like yeah i know he said well can you help me out i said help you out with what he said i'm looking for 200 pounds and i said elijah come here he said what give me a hug i said i need a big hug come here give him a big embracing hug i said you're a fucking fed dude i said you're my first fed i said come on man i fucking love you dude asking me for 200 pounds who does that you bring me shit you know, fast forward, he's missing two months, oh. right? He's missing. That's why I think I got the call. The day after he goes missing, an article comes out showing that the Secret Service and FBI are looking for him. They don't look for drug dealers. So, he wound up getting murdered. The Secret Service doesn't look for drug dealers for sure. <laughs> so he was murdered. Sorry. Murdered, dumped off a cliff. They didn't find his body for years. Two people convicted of his murder um, who <clears throat> basically I figured at that point that, 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 that Elijah was most likely a federal agent because who else looks for a murdered drug dealer uh, in a sense, Secret Service and FBI, except other cops, right? Um, so, um, you know, I owned a bunch of places in Los Angeles and uh, I was raided several times. Here's an example of a raid. My ex-wife came out to Los Angeles uh, to, we were gonna like start a, a new life together, you know, from Brazil, beautiful girl. Um, and uh, the day, <laughs> She came out the next day. We went out to get crepes, I swear to God. Crepes. I never had a crepe in my life. Like, fuck, let's go get a fucking crepe. You know, like, we went to Hollywood Boulevard. So you got all these signs and these fucking famous people and the, 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 the Walk of Fame. Like, it was pretty, pretty impressive for her. She's thinking this is incredible stuff, you know? Like, I got a dispensary. I'm doing good, you know? Like, oh, okay. I see why. Okay. At first, I was like, why in the hell would you take her? Then, now I get why. Now that makes sense. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I get why you're doing I got that. Three yeah. businesses. I'm, I'm killing it, dude. I'm like, like, you know, like, here I am. I'm showing off a little bit, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I get it. <laughs> this is a true story. So we come back. We're driving up in Silver Lake. You, to get in Silver Lake, you have to come up one road, Hyperion Boulevard. And it's like winds up and it goes into like hills a little bit. So you're I used to live home. there on Hyperion. So, yeah. Okay. So if you lived on Hyperion, so Hyperion and Rowena behind the Burrito King. 
I know exactly where that's at. Yeah. Be my place, Liberty Bell Temple. Okay. Ah, okay. Now it's now called Mixto. That's not Burrito King anymore because of me, because I boycotted that place and had them shut it down, by the way. Mixto is the <laughs> hey, thank you. Because yeah. oh, what's funny is like there is a burrito king, like there's like a house behind it. I've always yeah, wondered not, about that, that. That's where I lived. That's where that Shh. shit. This is where this shit happened. You Hold up, because Mixto is the shit. It is wonderful food. If you're ever... I, listen, if it wasn't, oh, he wouldn't have, he would still have that shitty fucking burrito. I can't wait to tell my wife all about this. <laughs> She's going to... Because we used to order... Because I lived... Listen you know where Casido Del Campo is? Yes. I lived across the street from that the in pink, this little... The, the pink fucking Mexican restaurant? Yes, with yeah. the drag shows in the bottom. It's, it's, it. it's really fun. <laughs> Um, but I live right around that's so awesome. That's so. so listen to this. So imagine this we're coming up Hyperion, we're swinging around, and we come, you know, like as you come up and you kind of turn the corner, and there's Gelson's on the left and Trader Joe's on the right. Yes, well, as we pulling around this little corner, there's a helicopter, and it's like maybe, maybe 50 feet above my house, above the house behind the burrito pit. Oh, that's oh. not. It's not good when it's like right above your house because because they're they do that a lot. So it's not like you're like no, you're not suspicious. This. Not like this. But when you're like, well, that's my house. So, so that's my ex-wife, <laughs> who at that time I we were trying to rekindle a flame. I guess you know, we're coming on. She goes, "Oh my god, what is that?" I said, "That's for me." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You got to stop the car." Right? Told you I'm doing pretty. Oh yeah. Stop the car right here, please. Stop the car right here. And I'm going to get out. I'm going to call you. Give me an hour or so. We figure this out. I swear to God, I went up. I'm like, you fucking thieves, fucking piece of shit. Come on out. Fucking fight me in the street, motherfucker. (laughs) I was crazy, dude. I was crazy. I never said any of that. You know, but it is what it is. And uh, and she was fine. So she decided. She's out of there, you know. Um, this is my favorite part. You basically yada yada being raided by the DEA. <laughs> you did kind of yada yada, and you're like, and, and then they did the thing. I like to think that she was over there, like right before I was the on trip. First she was like, God, was... give me a sign. Yeah. Is this going to work out? And he's like, All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out. She's like, fuck, get on the plane right away. Trust me. Out. Can y'all take me to the airport in the helicopter? Yeah. yeah, no. And I challenged the DEA to a fight. I think that was and the time Man, before, they hate that. They don't like I was that. rated before though. I, I actually asked one of the DEA agents on a date. Um what was uh, his name? No, her. <laughs> no, I know. I was just <laughs> That's just so I mean, easy. You set it up so easy. But, but no, but so, so 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 basically, I was on first name basis with DEA throughout the time I was in Los Angeles, um, which became, uh, I mean, pretty wild. I mean, they took hundreds of thousands of dollars of shit from me, um, and never left receipts anymore. Like they stopped the receipt thing. You know, like they would leave a property receipt, meaning that's what you're going to be charged with. No more receipts. Just <laughs> taking your shit. Uh, pocket checking you because i was a church member so mm-hmm. so they couldn't figure out how to charge me properly so it was just like i was a tax man so they would just tax me um so they would just come in and just be like you're gonna have to 
It was basically like if you were a video game, they would come in and just push restart, and you have to <laughs> start the thing again. They couldn't like, they Correct. couldn't like, they wouldn't, they couldn't smash your your game or anything or Correct. your console. But they would, you just have to come and in. If you and be asked like, me, they didn't want to smash my console. They didn't. No, because my console created a, a hell of a living for them. Oh, that's a, such a good. So, do you think now? Yo, listen, no joke. So I got raided and my own shit brought back to me like 15 days later, tried to be sold to me by a vendor. I'm like, dude, where did you get this? Like, you know, like I know this pot. I grew the pot. It's like bringing my fucking son to me and selling, tell me you're going to sell my son. Like, I know it. Like, you can't fuck with me on this shit. Like, he's like, ooh, so shaking, you know, like, I'm not going to fucking hurt you. I don't care. Like, just tell me why the fuck, who gave it to you, you know? Um, so basically, all this happens. I go through a lot of shit. Um, what, that, that, that Burrito King, this is the craziest thing, right? So you're going to fucking love this shit. The owner of the Burrito King decides he wants to fucking take my business over. Dude, I'm seeing 400 people a day. No joke. It's fucking open from 11 to 8. 400 people a day. Well, there's and, a gross. You guys, there's like a grocery store here and here. There was like a, a, a little bar right across the street. MJ's. They yes. love. Me. Yeah. And there's oh, like a little cheese shop that say everything go like it is. You're right. It's crazy. There's not a dispensary there now. That is. It was a perfect place. It's trust. perfect. It makes me angry now that I think perfect. about it. Yes. It was, it was perfect for years. It was perfect. So the landlord decides he wants to basically get me out of there. And he starts all these bullshit things, telling me I can't park in the parking lot. I hire a valet. <laughs> I hire a valet for a thing, you know what I mean? Like, I give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and then that starts making things even more difficult. And um, and then one day I say to him, like, you're making him so, so, things so difficult. I can move. I can leave. Like, no problem. Like, I'll leave. Like, we'll figure it out. I'll find another place. You do your thing, you know? So the day I tell him I'm going to leave, the guy fucking has a meeting with a different dispensary. And I see them like go into the office, my house, butted up against his office. So I did a little listen to the wall thing, you know, and I heard him. They were talking about opening dispensary in the place the day I leave. So that would have just stolen my patience, you know. So the next day I walk into his office, I say, hey, Julian, let me explain something to you. I'm going to boycott your business. I'm going to show you what it's like to try to steal people's customers and, uh, and have people either coach them or make it so you can't have it. You know, it's either you're going to agree to not open dispensary there for at least six months, or I'm going to make sure your business is fucking closed. Like, that's it. Like we're going to, have, that's, that's the beef we're going to have, you know? And the guy says, do what you have to do. Okay, great. I said, boycott burrito king, boycott burrito. Dude, I got gay people, I got black people, white people, potheads, non-potheads, 60-something people in front of burrito king boycotting this place. They literally, nobody wanted to go to burrito king anymore. A couple days goes by, I got my big horn out there, I'm doing a little boycott burrito king thing. He called the cops a couple times. Well, this day he calls the cops again, and they come out. And uh, they're in the parking lot and like 
you know how like the the building there uh, has like the fence behind the the the, the mixto right and they had the parking lot there yeah cops are in the parking lot talking to the owner of the property and i open up the window with the bullhorn i go boy got burrito king <laughs> I swear to God. And the cops decide they're going to come up and come grab me out of the building or something. I'm like, the fuck are these guys, you know? So I walk out because the dispensaries are open. Like, I got fucking armed security there. Like, like they ain't coming in unless they got a warrant. Like, so I come out because I don't want to knock on a door, you know? And they fucking slam me against the fucking wall, grab my dick and start ripping on my fucking genitals, dude try to rip my fucking dick off. They smashed me on the ground. I was on the, dude, I video this, me saying to the cops is, what's my charge? Like, am I being charged with crime? Like, we'll figure it out. Like, figure it out. Like, I'm already in cuffs, already beating my ass. <laughs> like, like, what's my fucking charge, you know? Like, so I went through this whole thing, man. And, um, and basically what happened was, uh, they told me they weren't going to charge me. My new girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, winds up getting pregnant. And while uh, you're in handcuffs, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. I'm, <laughs> where were you at the, at that uh, That's fair. You were in Silver Lake. I know that. <laughs> that's like, fair. I don't. I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> trust me he's my son um but what happens is basically i i uh you know don't get charged with a crime but when my wife has this baby um there was so much pressure man i mean i I had pressure from so many different avenues uh dea the lapd i mean like it was it was incredible at that point that i decided i was going to walk away like my son was born on 11, 12, 09. And I can remember looking at him thinking like, who's gonna be here for him if I go to jail? Like, who's gonna be here for him? Like, if I'm, if I'm not here, like, like I have to be here, I have to figure this out. Like, and I never walked into a dispensary again in my life. The ones that I owned, I sold them for pennies on the dollar. I had other people, management companies go in and sell them for me. And, um, while I regret that in one way, I mean, I don't in another way, because they had, they were trying to come at me. And what was crazy, if you can imagine this, so like, so I got money, a little bit of money. I take like two months off. I'm like, well, I got to go to a job. LA is very expensive to live in. You know that if you live yes. there. I had a big house too. Like I had a, I moved to like a four bedroom house, like right on, um, you know where uh, Cafe Michelangelo's is? That that Italian restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Right, right across from there, right on Ruina. I mean, like, I love... They, yeah, near uh, Ivanhoe. Correct. I love that yeah. area. I love that area. So I'm, like, paying three grand a month. So how the fuck am I going to stay here, right? You know? Um, I go out to get a job to sell cars. So I could sell things. I went to Bob Smith Toyota. I'll never forget it. The guy who I interviewed was a cop, an ex-cop. And he's like, I told him my story. He's like, dude, you're fucking incredible. Like, this is crazy. Like, you could probably sell the shit out of my cars. I'm like, I can guarantee you I'll sell the shit out of your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like somebody tells me now, I'll figure it out. You know, like, 
I figure it out. You know, that's what I do. And he's like, great. So I get a call the next day. Now remember, my son, I swear to God, no joke. We're talking about the July. My son's two months old. I mean, I had some little bit of money that's saved, you know, but it's going to go quick. I had, I had to, at that point, I had a couple things happen. I paid people. I had people that had, were arrested because they kept raiding my places. So I paid all their bail on their lawyers. And um, I got a call from the guy from Bob Smith Toyota. And he's like, Patrick, he's like, dude, you're a good fucking dude. He goes, I don't know what the fuck you did, but you got some shit happening. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't get the job? What are you talking about? No, you do not have the job, he says. All right, what's going on? Yeah, what shit is happening? <laughs> you have Bob four, Smith, Toyota, dude. Yeah. You have four warrants, felony warrants out for your arrest in L.A. County, uh, two of which are battery and assault on a police officer. Dude, you cannot get pulled over. If you get pulled over, you're going to get fucked up. You need to go turn yourself in somewhere because these are extreme. Uh, criminal threats, all kinds of. They said they were not charging me, and they did. They did. They charged me with all these fake fucking crimes I never did. So here I am. I don't have my dispensaries. I'm fucking and three thousand dollars a month rent. I can't get a job, and I have charges hanging over my head, big charges, heavy charges. So I literally had to move back in and my parents on the east coast if i can pick up move my family back to the east coast and uh and i refused to take a plea bargain and i fought it i was facing 10 years in federal prison or a state prison and i beat that fucking shit i beat that shit you ever fight and, you tell you i what. mean I, i've i've had a jury come back not guilty but it was for d why yeah, but I, I took it to court. You never see your son again. I, that's, nope. Yeah, that's that's some heavy, weighty, weighty stuff. The entire so, time I've known you. Was been... that you said that was federal? Was that like no, state state? So it was LAPD or it was L.A. Yeah, it was Los Angeles. It was uh, criminal threats, uh, vandalism, which I never even fucking did any vandalism. They only charged me with vandalism when I took it to trial. The day of trial, they actually added that charge. Uh, battery on a police officer, assault on a police officer, um, and one other charge. There was five. And um, so I took it. To they offered me, they literally, no joke, they offered me a year probation, but I had to plead guilty to vandalism. And I said, well, I'm not even charged with vandalism. Like, anything you fucking said I did, I didn't do. Like, that's horseshit. Like, um, so I can't plead guilty to it. Like the judge said to me, Mr. Duff, why are you not accepting this plea deal? And I said, your honor, you just said to me that I had to uh, tell you the truth, right? I, I have to swear, I just swore that I would tell you the truth. If I didn't tell you the truth, you could send me to jail. And the judge says, that's true. Yes, Mr. Duff, are you uh, telling me that you're not telling me the truth? I said, no, I'm saying that if I plead guilty to anything that they say, then I would only be lying to you. So do you want me to lie to you? Because you just told me I'm not allowed to do that. So either I uh, commit perjury by lying to you, or I tell you the truth that I didn't do what they said I did. And 
I never thought about it like that, she said. I said, Your Honor, <laughs> that's the truth. The truth is I didn't do what they said. So do you want me to lie so I can just get out of this? Or do you want the, 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 the wheels of justice to turn and, and have a jury decide if I'm guilty or not? <laughs> that woman looked at me like I was crazy, man. <laughs> he was the, ju- the, the, the mayor of Los Angeles' sister, uh, Antonio Villaraigosa's sister was the judge at that hearing. So yeah, Ooh. man, that's some crazy shit, man. But, well, and that's that's only the California stuff. I mean, honestly, like, and there's stories that I know too where I'm just like, man. That's I like, mean, that's like that's the Cliff Notes. <laughs> Could would you come back and tell us more? Because this yeah, is man. this has been an incredible two. Ep- we're gonna do two episodes because this is yeah, like I, pre- I appreciate just being here, man. No, well, we I mean, appreciate you being here. Like, and I just to end this episode, like, it's it's an interesting time too because I I lived that place I lived at. I lived behind dispensary, was where I first on Hyperion, and then the landlord's kid moved into this space next to mine, and these Armenian dudes had a great setup. Uh, he, they, wait. Are you are you saying that you know people that I know the army? Listen, um, are you talking maybe about- we shouldn't record this. Part <laughs> we should talk off. But no joke, cool. they were place almost hell. directly across the Mexican place. Yes, star the star star gaze or star whatever. Yes, yes, <laughs> I know them very well. Great dudes. His uncle, who doesn't speak a lick of English, he's Russian, cured my shoulder of this fucking pain I had for years with fucking, I'm not kidding. Like, lo- I love them people. I love I, them. And they were, honestly. Because I'm a, he'll, shut up, Mike. I need to say this. Crazy world, dude. This is awesome because, like, I watch, because those landlords fucked up. It was one of the dumbest, like, just from a business standpoint, I didn't understand what they were doing because they had that grow in the apartment above. Yes. And every now and then, you know, just because of stuff, they would come need like a couple of times the dude would come and be like, hey, can we plug into your house? I was like, whatever, <laughs> whatever y'all need. Like, I, I'm a hillbilly from far world. So I'm like, yes, don't. I can't believe I don't remember his name right now. And John was the guy that ran it that I dealt with. Was His name was John. Now, he could have been lying to me or a whole thing, but... He loved me because I was cool with like the parking lot situation or anything. And then he would introduce me to everybody that worked there. And he was like, when he comes in, anything he wants. Yeah, there's only like four parking spaces. Like that parking lot sucked. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Um, I helped him for a while run that shop. Oh, my. I mean, run that shop. And those landlords pushed him out in this. Way that, and then they pushed us out, of of course. And then I. So so to end to end this, just to let you know, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a a cancer survivor. So uh, you know, last year I found I had cancer. uh, It was cut out of me, and I used cannabis oil instead of chemo to fight my cancer. So that could get us ready for the next episode, you know. Well, and that's what I was about to say is we 
there's a return of another character that you've talked about in this episode of everything that's going on with New Jersey legalization right now. And we're just going to have to do another episode. Yeah, man. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. All right. Y'all have a good night now.